What is going on, FA Nation? Time for the family meetup because it is the Family Times podcast here on FantasyAlarm.com. My name is Justin Fensterman, and half the family is in Vegas enjoying themselves. And hey, somebody's got to work around here. I'm just kidding, everybody. I'm just kidding. Everybody's working remotely. We know how it goes. However, Matt Sells and Ryan Hallam are right now having a good time in Las Vegas. I did not want to bother them for this week's episode. So, so instead, I'm going to bother someone who I bother maybe four or five days a week, every single week. It's James Grande. Been hanging out with him on the DFS NBA podcast this week. Now, he's joining me on Family Times to talk some NBA futures as we hit halftime on the season. What's up, JG? Nothing much. Thanks for having me. And uh, I do want to just quickly point out that you said half the family. Well, uh, it is a three-man pod, so I would say two-thirds of the family is at the, uh, you know. I was talking be... about the whole company, James, <laughs> not just the people on this podcast. Way to listen. Oh, well, you know, I guess it could be interpreted differently since it's the Family Times podcast. So, you know, just, I but you know what? That means anybody from the family could be invited to the table. So, you know what? Ah. I rescind my, uh, my, my crap talk towards you i'm not sure if we can curse i just i didn't um but uh yeah um thanks for having me as always and uh you know i'm getting sick of you so thank god everyone's gonna be back next week to uh you know to take back their roles but uh you know, one more night with you, Fancy, is, is uh, good with me. That's it, man. That's it. And then we don't have to speak to each other again for the next few days. Please. Next you few and I, days. You, please. Next. I know, right? Next few hours. Next few hours, yeah. <laughs> hey, but that's what it is. It's like we're we're part of the basketball team. Right. You, me, right. John and Pemba, Ryan Kirksey, Adam Ronis, can't forget the Roman man, Ray Kuhn as well. And it's fun talking hoops with all of you. Right. We we try to have somewhat. I mean, you. It's we all talk hoops with each other differently. You right. and Adam Ronis, for instance, I noticed you guys converse a lot on social media about hoops. And for me, obviously, I have the show with him. I have the show with John, and you have the podcast with John. So it's awesome right. seeing the players that go around in the circle. And sometimes we have different perspectives on things. Like, for instance, let me draw everybody's attention because we're going to talk some NBA futures that you can still bet on. The Most Valuable Player Award. Normally, by now, you kind of have a lining of who it's going to be. Someone's got a clear path. I don't think it's like that, man, when it comes to the NBA. You've got a few dominant players right now on DraftKings Sportsbook at plus 140, Joel Embiid. Nikola Jokic plus 290, Giannis then at plus 380. Then you've got some others like Steph Curry right after at plus 850, John Morant, your boy DeMar DeRozan, the best acquisition of the past offseason in the NBA. He's up there in the odds. And even the Suns guys of Devin Booker and Chris Paul along with Luka. So when looking at the top man, who stands out to you right now, taking everything into consideration, including the stupid way the NBA judges the MVP, which unfortunately is more stat-driven these days? Who stands out to you among the top dogs? And just to add to that point about stat-driven, Fancy, I think as 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 much as it is stat-driven, it's also record. Um, I mean, you can look in the past X amount of years, going back double-digit years, and see that, I mean, off the top of your head, Russell Westbrook was an MVP, not on a top one or two seed. Um, 
and I think like LeBron won as a three seed or something like that. But you, I mean, you have to go back a while to find it happening with regularity. That's why Stephen Curry has the fourth best odds because he has not by any stretch of the imagination been an MVP candidate for two months now. He started off the season great, but he is shooting his worst percentages of the year. I mean, it's clear like his team got off to a great start and he was given the award, right? That that was how the beginning of the season started. It was his team was so good. They were just like, here, Steph, here's your, here's your third MVP. Um, I think right now, like you said, it really is a three-man race, um, and I'm not including Stephen Curry, and I think it's Embiid, Giannis, Jokic. Um, I do think I would probably rank them in opposite order as of right now. Um, And that means the best odds, the best bang for your buck is, you know, Giannis and Tenacumpo, who... I went on Twitter and I said is the best player in the NBA. I said it on our podcast, uh, the DNBA DFS podcast for thir- or for Thursday slate that I think he's the best player in the NBA. I just think that there's something to be said about how incredibly dominant he is in every facet of the game. And his steady improvements is similar to LeBron's over the years because at the beginning of the career or beginning of LeBron's career, he didn't shoot the basketball. He he was I mean, he could get to the mid range and wherever he wanted in the mid range, he can get to. But Giannis is stretching the floor just as well as he did um you know, as they progressed throughout their career. And I think it's really opened up everything for him. He's a great passer, and you know, suddenly the Bucks are two games back in, in the East. Um, so I would probably lean Giannis right now is as the MVP. I think Jokic is right behind him. I, I have no problem with either of those two. And I do think Embiid is there as well. But I what I think, Fancy, and I where I think I think the odds in Embiid are going to shrink very fast. Yes. Is the 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 looming figure they have coming in, the looming beard that is, you know, going to dominate the ball. Like he's always dominated the ball. So the best two odds are Jokic, Giannis. But I do want to ask you something because I don't know if you saw the stat today that DeMar DeRozan broke Wilt Chamberlain's record for the most 35, it's the most consecutive 35 plus point games while shooting 50 plus percent in all seven, now seven and counting games. And that's just to add to the resume, right? That's just the icing on the cake for what's been an amazing season. He is doing this. The Bulls are currently on a five-game winning streak and number one in the East, right? Zach Levine has been in and out of the lineup for a month. There has been no Lonzo Ball. There has been no Alex Caruso. Patrick Williams played half of a game. That's, that is four key rotation pieces in and out of the lineup, right? Why is he plus 2,200 if the criteria is has been right when your team is the best which the bulls are right now half a game over miami um why is he the sixth best odds uh for the mvp is that because these guys are going to return and they don't think DeRozan's going to continue it because hey newsflash he's been doing this all year so what is your like is he? Do you think he is the dark horse in this uh, in this MVP race, or do you not really give him a shot? 
I mean, I'm going to give him a chance because, I mean, look, like you said, the Bulls' record is stands for itself. I'm guessing that people think that he is going to start shooting maybe a little less dominant, which fifth, we're talking 50% from the floor. We're used to it with some of the big men that have that are in this spot, that have done it before for a few years. With him, though, shooting his lights out as it's been. I mean, let me ask you this. When you're comparing him to Nikola Jokic, when you're looking at a path to the most possible usage, Zach Levine look does look like he is coming back in the next few weeks. I'm starting to see those reports turn up mm-hmm. that we should expect him back shortly after the All-Star break. I think if you're placing a futures bet now while you're getting good odds, I think it'll be much harder for him to get that ultimate production when you've got a fully healthy Levine back. And then when Lonzo Ball comes back, which you can tell me better, it's looking like it's going to be, I'm going to say he's back within the next month. Yes. Then you're looking at down the stretch, you're looking recency bias, and unless he's hitting, because you said it on the DFS podcast, you said it going into today. I forget if it was going into today or last night. We've hosted so many freaking things together (laughs) lately. But you said in order to pay, like for instance, that, 10k plus price it was 10 for four, yeah, yeah. 10 he had to be tag. perfect and he was <laughs> and he was and he was right but can we rely on that with okay. looming pieces coming back for him i feel like it falls into the same conversation as Embiid at this point right i guess okay touche that is a, it's a perfect way to put it i guess my argument there was that Embiid has had less turnover with his with his rotation currently because Tobias has been there all year. And yes, they've went through a little COVID, you know, they went through COVID issues, but every team in the NBA has gone through COVID issues at one point or another. Um, and, I, and then I guess like there, the other argument is the bulls are the one seed. What if they finish the one seed in Philly's five or Philly's six or Philly's four? Is that, does that fa- again, like, should that be the end-all, be-all? No, it shouldn't. But it has been. It has definitely been a big part of the voting. So that I guess that's where I guess the difference is. But again, if Philly ends up winning the East, or if, I mean, if Milwaukee ends up winning the East, we're not even talking. This is a different, it's just Giannis's award to, to lose. If you want to talk about, you're talking a team finishes first or second in the conference versus a player who's been a top three MVP candidate but is 10th in the conference. I understand that. I get that. But when you're talking about one versus five, one versus six, they're still in the playoffs, you know? And, like, for instance, if you look at the standings right now, and I hate going back to Nikola Jokic, but you're probably seeing the direction I'm going in here. Yeah. I mean, the Denver Nuggets as a sixth seed right now, but they're eight games over 500, (laughs) and they have no one but this guy giving them consistent offense. I was laughing at you when you were saying, do we trust Bones Highland in GPPs? You can't trust Aaron Gordon in that lineup from a right. night in night out basis. Monte Morris, you can't tr- it's him. That's really the him. only person that you can trust in this offense until Jamal Murray is back fully healthy, not restricted, fully right. healthy. Which I mean, I don't know when he's coming back. Right, we don't even actually know when that's going to be. So like in the case of and, and that's a great point, because in the case of Joel Embiid, we know Harden's back after the All-Star game. In the case of DeMar DeRozan, 
we know there's pieces, on, the cavalry's on the way. Um, Stephen Curry has a fully functional arsenal once Draymond Green comes back. And, um, you know, I guess we haven't mentioned John Morant once, but, like, I think he's obviously, like, obviously kudos to John. He's having a great year, but I don't, I don't, he's not going to. Maybe not next over- year. That's yeah, what I say. Next, when right. I talk to I, everybody about Ja, they're like, Fancy, could he do it this year? And I'm, I've been saying every year, maybe next year, two years from now, barring no serious injury, I think this guy, at the rate he's going, is going to be in that discussion. But maybe next year, not this year. Got to say something about Curry. But, and maybe, in, first of all, I just looked at the shooting percentages. Worst of his career. Worst of his under, career. Under 43%. Give that guy an MVP? And here's the deal. You know what it was? Stephen Curry, he was the front man. He was the flashy man on the camera. But Andrew Wiggins, who was an all-star starter and voted as an all-star starter, we're all just like, what the hell? Where did this come from? He was the one that was engineering a lot of that early season domination. And we all are thinking, oh, they have Steph Curry. They're fine. And then Clay will come back. But Andrew Wiggins was the silent but deadly predator that was helping them get there behind the scenes. That's really what it comes down to. He's shooting under, this is a 42% three-point shooter. He's shooting under 38% this year. Right. Which, for normal human beings, if you told me like, hey, this guy is... Your 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 favorite team is acquiring a guy who shoots thirty eight percent from three. I'd be like, hell yeah, hell yeah, right? You're not gonna, you know, you're a Knicks fan. You take thirty five percent at this point. I I take twenty five percent. Like like thirty eight percent. Like yeah, sign me up. But like, you you we're not giving the award. We're not just. And also to your Wiggins point, I think it's a combination of Wiggins and Draymond because. This has been the best year of Draymond's career probably since their, you know, since that era where like that four year stretch where they were just, they were the, that was the team, right? It was them versus LeBron and that was that. It was, um, Draymond has been, I, I, before this injury, I look, I was like, Draymond is winning defensive player of the year and it's not even close. It wasn't even close. Him and Rudy Gobert were the clear one, two. It wasn't even close. Um, and that, that's changed because, you know, obviously Draymond's been out for a while, but, um, I think it's a combination of Wiggins because you're hundred percent right. He's having the best year of his career by a mile. And I think it's Draymond. And then, you know what? Steph Curry was pretty good, but he, that's not, he's not the same guy right now. Um, so ultimately Fensty, I think this is Jokic or Giannis's award to lose, in the in the long term, I think it's going to end up being a two man race. You mentioned that, like, you know, usually we have clarity and we don't right now because maybe Embiid is as good as he is now with Harden. Maybe you know Harden's the older player, he, coming off some maybe a phantom injury, maybe a, a, a real injury. We don't know. Maybe he does defer to Embiid just considering how good he's been. Maybe DeRozan keeps it up. We don't know these things, but you know. Given what we know of who's coming back on both these teams, I think the best odds right now are plus 290 Nikola Jokic or plus 380 Giannis Antetokounmpo, and I don't think you can go wrong with either. I will be very disappointed, and I guess we'll never know the truth, if 
the reason where somehow we find out the reason that Nikola Jokic doesn't get it is because the Nuggets finish fifth or sixth in the West and they're 10 games over 500 yeah. when all is said and done. That'd be the biggest bunch of crap in the world. It I don't would hate, be. I don't like it, but it's just kind of how it's been, right? I mean, right. like, it's unfortunate. I, I'm not disagreeing. I think you're 100% correct. I thought has... Chris Paul should have gotten MVP last year. Guy taking nope. taking the Suns, you know now now it's not a fluke anymore because oh the Thunder it was a fluke. You put them on Phoenix, they're going to the finals. I think the pro- I would say the problem is him and Devin Booker share so much of the workload together, and it's like why do you look at you look at the odds? We're looking at it right now. They're both literally twenty five hundred because because Vegas can't decide like oh shoot like. They really just complement each other perfectly. Like we can't give Chris Paul the MVP without also including Devin Booker because while Chris Paul has 13 assists tonight, Devin Booker is on the receiving end of 12 of them. You know, like it's just it's hard to like give the award to one without the other. But I get it. You put you put Chris Paul on a team that was already there. Like Devin Booker was already there and they stunk. And then Chris Paul comes. It's you know they're incredible. But they did it. He did it with the Thunder too. He'd make when they, better. When they were going to tank. They were going to tank and limit his minutes. Right. And then he and he, I just listened to the, him talk about this on JJ Reddick's podcast, uh, the Old Man and the Three. Um, he was he when he arrived. He's like, yeah, they told me they were going to limit my minutes and not play me on back to backs, and that we were uh, in rebuilding mode. And he said, no, we're not. And no, you're not. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and, and there they were in the five seed. I think they ended up the fifth seed that year. Speaking of the Thunder, I want to direct your attention, which should be a somewhat quick conversation. Awesome time talking MVPs with you. Want to talk Rookie of the Year. Evan Mobley's sitting there at minus 500. Right now, very much in the lead. We've seen Josh Giddy though. Okay. I got to just say, Cade Cunningham never sees a shot that he doesn't like to take. And he misses never. most of them. Especially from three. He's got some improvement to do. Scotty Barnes is going to be splitting hairs with the rest of the starting lineup and whoever they're bringing off the bench. That's at plus 750. I'm interested in Josh Giddy at plus 1100 down the stretch. I know with SGA coming back, it's going to be very telling. But again, we're talking about plus 1100. He's been getting triple-double after triple-double. I know SGA is out, but he's also led guards in offensive rebounding He's sitting there at 95, and I believe the next up after that is LaMelo Ball at 80. So it's either it's one of the balls. It's either LaMelo or Alonzo. I'm assuming it's LaMelo. So with that, I feel like because the Thunder really don't get anything from their front court, but they have been good at covering spreads, I feel like Josh Giddy maybe will actually get extended a little bit more down the stretch than otherwise what we've heard. Yeah, and... I actually think that there was kind of a not a passing of the guard since SGA is still like so young in the game and like obviously can grow so much. Well, but they're building around him. They are building around him for sure. But what they were doing a little bit before the before the injury is they were putting him off the ball a little bit more because they understand what they have in Josh Giddy. Like they know they need to put the ball in this kid's hands, whether that's setting you know, SGA up more coming off the ball or whatever. Those are the best odds amongst all the rookies you can find, period. I, I don't like 
like you said, like Kate Cunningham is super talented in every facet of the game. He's foul happy. He needs to work on that. He he's I think he trusts his hands in the cookie jar a little too much. I think he thinks he was he can do what he did in like previous high school like he could do that now and he a, can't a lot of what i was seeing early on from anthony edwards the same right. kind of growing room that you have with him now too anthony edwards was taking a lot of stupid shots he wasn't being patient he was getting the ball one dribble pop i don't like that kind of high school bs offense yeah and and i think like it's clear that kate is going to be great it, it's clear like you, you just watch him and you're like wow like this guy has all the makings of an of an all a perennial all star, but he, plus eleven hundred on Josh Giddy, who's we're tri- we're getting nightly triple doubles right now. The scoring, and that's been the, I mean that's the kicker, right? The rebounding, as you mentioned, is elite for for a guard. I mean he's a bigger guard, so like you know you could play him at multiple positions. He is obviously already probably one of the best passers in the NBA, and I don't think that's like a stretch to to say. Nope. And we're getting the scoring. If he can score, if he's able to do this at 20, and he's able to continuously, I mean. I, I'm just going to throw this in there, too. Let me throw this for those that bet Evan Mobley early and think that they're sitting pretty on a nice fat return. Let me just say this. When Lowry Markkinen is fully right. 100% again, Let's not forget that they have Karis LeVert now too, meaning right. the ball's going to be spread around a little bit more. Maybe Josh Giddy, if what you're saying comes to fruition even more and he's running the point more, has more control of his own destiny and the teams, we could see Giddy catch up stat-wise to Mobley. Yes. Mobley had definitely got a jump start on him um just based on like minutes alone Mobley's played a bunch of minutes from the jump right he's averaging 30 plus minutes a game which Giddy is apparently being capped at which you know again a lie um but yeah I guess we'll see if he catches him and even even if he doesn't catch him like in the scoring department which might not happen he'll catch him and, I mean, he'll obviously blow past him in assists. He's a great rebounder. So I also think where where Mobley Mobley's advantage is is the defensive end, where he's getting all his he's getting literally KG praise, like KG comps, right? Defensively, which is, you know, I mean, KG is not only known for how good he was and that's that's Kevin Garnett for those that don't know Kevin Garnett idea. Kevin Garnett. Um, that's where he's going to, I think, have the edge on Giddy always. So Giddy's going to have to continue his the offensive numbers, I think, to to catch him. But I think he can as long as um, Dagnall keeps the ball in his hands, which is the OKC head coach. Yeah, if covering spreads had anything to do with the decision regarding 
this award, <laughs> then the, then Guinea would be a contender because the Thunder are cover kings, let me tell you, as they've proven early on in the first half of the season. Let's bring something to the family table, James Grande. You're with us. You're our guest, so you get the honor, my man. And thank you so much for joining us. You can give James a follow at the underscore real underscore Grande on Twitter. What do you bring to the table, sir? Um, Some quick, something easy. Um, and I just want to say what I'm bringing to the table today is my, my love for fatherhood and what it's meant like to me as a person and as a, like within my family, it's just been like the best ride of my life for these last two years. And, um, if anyone is, is, you know, becoming one or just became a father. Cheers. And it, it's going to be the best, best time of your life and the best experience of your life. And, uh, yeah, that's all I got. It's, uh, it's been a pretty cool two years. My son just turned two and, uh, it's been pretty amazing. So that's what I'm bringing to the table tonight. In the words of Jim Bowden, verbal retweet, because I couldn't agree more with that. I, and you, it was like you were speaking to me because I'm a, I'm now a newish father having right. a seven month at home. And it is such a great feel. You see that smile and it's just like, it makes your month. It really does. Even at four in the morning, just makes even your at month. Four, even makes, at four in the morning. Even at four in the morning after getting beaten up on the air by Adam Ronas for two hours and then hanging out, watching TV for another hour and a half. Now it's close to four, about to go to sleep and and you know what? That smile makes it all worth it, Grande. So I'll say that. I am going to give a little trick of the trade because everyone likes ice cream. Who doesn't like ice cream? Seriously. I mean, lactose intolerant. I'm sorry if you are. Okay. But if you get a brain freeze, all you need to do to solve that brain freeze, just put your tongue to the roof of your mouth for about 15 seconds and the brain freeze will be gone. But if you then try to test out the brain freeze and still speed through the ice cream and you get it again, it's going to turn on you. Tongue to the roof of your mouth. It gets rid of the brain freeze, Grande. I mean, did you look that... So I guess my question is, did you... Is that like you got brain freeze and then you Googled what to do nah, when my, you got brain my freeze? Wife, my wife is just one day like, hey, put your tongue to the roof of your mouth. And I'm like, okay. And I did that and it was gone, bro. Within seconds. Instantly? Instantly? Instantly. Not like, boom, but it was like maybe 10 seconds later, gone. I mean, still still an impressive turnaround time. <laughs> it is, dude. So that's that, that's impressive. But then, again, but then, if you then go back to eating the ice cream fast like right after and then you do it again, it works against you. Somehow, some way, it's weird. I've tried it. I know from experience, dude. <laughs> I try to test the waters a little bit. James, thank you so much for joining me on Family Times this week. It was so much fun. We only spoke two futures, but it was great. Still covering a lot of teams with you. We covered a lot of ground. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me anytime. And, uh, you know, uh, I'll talk to you in about, uh, about an hour. Yes. Because I'm it, sure something in the NBA will happen and be like, Fancy, what the? And just, I'm on full tilt. 
Yes, but <laughs> yep, seriously, yeah, pretty much. you can follow all of James's content on FantasyAlarm.com and DFSAlarm.com as well. Always in the Discord, always working. A hard-ass worker indeed. We thank James for joining me. We'll have the boys back in action there. We'll see how they're doing from their Vegas hangover here. For now, make sure you're going to FantasyAlarm.com. And if you haven't purchased the MLB Draft Guide under $20, boom. Just like that, when you sign up, it's living. We update everything. No lie. Out here, we're still preparing because hey, the season comes back. You're going to be one step ahead of the game as soon as this thing ends. If it ends, always dominate, no other option. We will win.